Relating to Self. A podcast that helps you create a better relationship with yourself. Hey, I'm Joachim. Welcome. Do you realize that there is only one relationship that you will always be in? The relationship with yourself. Improving that relationship changes everything. On this podcast, I share my thoughts and I invite real people to have vulnerable conversations about how they relate to themselves and what we can learn from that. In this episode, I have a conversation with Renee Solana, who changed her relationship with herself by redefining what success means. Enjoy. Renee, welcome to the Relating to Self podcast. Thank you. <laughs> so Renee, um, we know each other from Twitter, which is an, an, an interesting introduction in itself. And you are currently pouring most of your energy into Twitter as a way to do parts work relating to yourself, maybe even therapy. And that is absolutely fascinating. Uh, formerly, you were a graphic designer and kind of burned out um, from, from that very high status industry work. And then you went into body work, spirituality, coaching, and you became a polarity therapist. Mm -hmm. And I guess for me, the reason I asked you to come on this podcast is that a lot of, a lot of your tweets um, feel very related to the kind of thinking I've been doing about relating to self. So I'm super curious to explore that. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for the introduction. Yeah. Yeah. So traditionally, my first question is kind of always the same. And it's very simple. It's like when you hear the words relating to self, what does that mean for you? Hmm. Yeah. Oh, this is that's such an interesting question because um, I think for so long, I thought I knew what that meant. And um, I really, really didn't, you know. Um, relating to self, I feel, is understanding yourself and knowing yourself and understanding your inner workings, um, having a relationship with yourself, which I feel like I talk about all the time uh, on Twitter and try to explain, like, what does that even mean, you know? Because um, it doesn't come, like, you don't get a manual for yourself. You don't get a manual for, like, <laughs> like you know, understanding who you are and being able to figure that out. You and, you and I think often people think that they really already understand themselves. You know, I, I'm me. Like, I know what I like and don't like. But it's so much deeper than that. And um, it's taken me a long time to figure that out. Like. Um, how to have a relationship with myself. And uh, I think that was a huge part of my healing in um, after burnout was coming to understand who I really am. What do I really want? What do I really need? What are my desires and values? And, you know, all these things that make us who we are. And I was so disconnected from that. So I love that you're, I love that we're having this conversation now. And I, I love that this is your like whole, thing that you're exploring with people I think it's really needed yeah mm, yeah thank you I well for me it comes from kind of the realization that the way we relate to ourselves is almost equal to the lens through which we see the world and in that sense improving my relationship with myself 
is the one thing that has consistently improved all other aspects of my life. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of like what I, what I want to bring to people, you know? Yeah. That's so important too. I've noticed the same thing. Like if I, if I don't have a good relationship with myself, I have a tendency to not have a good relationship with other people because how I treat myself is how I treat other people, whether I realize it or not. Yes. And I would say even more how you allow others to treat you yeah. is also pretty much equal to how you treat yourself. <laughs> yeah. And that, that was the part for me that blew my mind. Like, oh, yes, why are all these people treating me so badly? Well, right. Because I'm allowing them to treat me like that because that's how I'm treating myself. That's kind of like... <laughs> I you know, know, right? Like, because you, you don't really know what you want or need. How can you ask for it or, you know, yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm really curious. That, so it sounds like you you didn't really have a very good insight into any of this before. Um, and then you burned out, something happened. Mm -hmm. And then for some reason, you became more aware of the importance of this path of getting to know yourself and relating to yourself better. But was there anything there that triggered that for you? Because in many people that also doesn't happen, right? They may go through a burnout, but then they just rest a bit and then they get back uh, in the rat race or something. So I'm curious what it was that made a difference for you that allowed you to step out of that and then really sit with this question of how do I relate to myself? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh man, I could go so, I could go on forever about this. Um, but yeah, like in the beginning, I think I was very, um, you know, I think anyone that's living for success has a tendency in the beginning to live according to how other people uh, have programmed them to think success looks like, basically. And I think in that process, I mean, I was doing that. And I didn't really realize, I thought it was my vision of success that I was living, basically. Um, and could, you, could you name what that was? What, what was that yeah, success for you? Sure, then? yeah. So I was, I was in um, a design school. It's one of the best design schools in the United States, and it was in New York City. And um, I was really, really, really wanted to get a, a job at which my my dream place was Google Creative Labs. That was like my ideal, like, oh, I can just work on any project I want. I can do all this, stuff, you know, um, working with engineers and stuff and, you know, developers and just, you know, basically just like dream up anything that I want to make. We can make on a team of like elite people. I was, it was a very like statusy sort of situation, right? <laughs> but, you know, I was being like kind of bred in that direction. So I was, you know, and everybody around me was also doing the same thing. And it was just like this high energy thing. And, you know, everybody's competing and stuff. So my idea of success in that time was about, um, you know, making it quote unquote, and, you know, winning the job, you know, over and competitive and, you know, that kind of thing, um, being the best, proving myself, you know, all this stuff. Right. Um, and yeah, so obviously that didn't, <laughs> that didn't go the way that I wanted it to go. Um, because my body was just not able to handle, you know, that, um, the level of stress, you know, living in New York city, there's a whole nother element of, of stress with that, especially as a sensitive, feely person, which I am, a cozy, feely person doesn't do very well in New York City, typically. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know if that answers your question. It's basically like, you know, you know, 
what culture expects success to look like is making a lot of money, having a high status position, being better than everyone else and all that stuff, you know. So Yeah, cool. And and then what happened mm -hmm. that made the shift possible for you? Yeah. So I was um <laughs> you know, I was I think I was in my junior year of of school and I was like you know, I had won a scholarship that was in the top 10% of my class. I mean, I was doing really freaking well. And I just completely like, I just, I just totally burnt out. I, I couldn't even express to you like the level at which I burnt out. I mean, I couldn't even like check my email without like, uh, kind of having a panic attack. It was, it was really, really high stress and anxiety. And, um, so I, I had a spiritual experience actually that completely transformed my, um, transformed my view, my understanding of life, my understanding of what a good life is, my understanding of, you know, what success actually is, which is very different now than what I thought it was. Um, you know, um, I was someone that did not believe in God before, um, especially not the man in the beard type God. I was just absolutely allergic to that idea. And after my spiritual experience, I understood what that was and that like, wow, why are you not, you know? Yeah. So it changed a lot of things about my life. And part of that understanding was I need to have a connection with myself. <laughs> I've been missing that. I have been ignoring. I realized that I, my, my intuition is in my body and all of the things that were important that I do in my life were, my body was telling me constantly what those things were. And I wasn't listening. I was ignoring it. And I understood at that time that that is God talking to me through my body my inner yeses and nos, my inner knowing, my understanding of things, it's all there. And I was just not listening. Um, and that was really heartbreaking because I got to see all of the results that I sort of let myself down by not listening to those like inner impulses or voices or whatever you want to call it. So I think that was the shift for me that um, got me. Yeah. Wonderful. Would you like to perhaps say a bit more about that specific spiritual experience that you had? If not, that's totally fine. But I'm I'm just curious what it was like. Yeah. Yeah, I can. Um so uh I was laying in my bed um with the guy I was dating at the time and um um I could feel my body was starting to do stuff. Like my body started to like convulse and like all different stuff. I started having pains. I thought I was having a heart attack, like a lot of weird stuff that was happening that really freaked me out. And at a certain level threshold of pain, I realized like, and my body was convulsing. I realized like, I think I'm going to die right now. Like, holy shit, what's going on? Like, oh my God. And my mind started to freak out. And, um, at that, it was at that point that I, like, I had my eyes open, but my eyes flashed and, you know, I was somewhere else. And, um, 
I was seeing light. I was going down a tunnel. I was seeing all, it's like time doesn't exist. I was seeing everything at the same time. And um, part of what I was seeing was my life and experiencing all of my life at once. Every single experience, every single thing that happened, the effects of every choice that I made and like a lot of stuff, like crazy. Um, I was experiencing myself as other people and experiencing the effects that I had on other people um, all the way up until that point that I was in the bed. And even up to like, you know, this morning I wiped my, I, I, I was like on the toilet and I was like pulling toilet paper and I pulled too much toilet paper and I saw the effects of climate change and stuff like really crazy <laughs> stuff, you know? And to this day I go like climate change, too much toilet paper, you know? Um, yeah. Anyway. So, um, yeah. So I went down the tunnel. I saw light. I, I was embraced by the light. I went into the light, was embraced by the light. And there was a point at which I couldn't go past and it was going to lead to like absolute ecstasy, you know, like just ridiculous, ecstatic bliss just forever. And this is the thing that I've been looking for in every relationship, in every, you know, chasing uh, success type situation, like everything. And um, here it is you're complete. It's all done. Oh no, but you have to go back. And I was like, no, 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 no. You can't just give me that. And then make me go back. Like, fuck you. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and and the <laughs> voice was basically like, no, you have to go back. You know, um, like, um, I'm going to connect you with someone that's going to help you and blah, blah, blah. You know, it just had like a whole conversation basically. And, um, mm. So obviously I went back, but my, my trajectory of my life completely changed. Yeah. Thank you so much for giving us a bit of insight into what it was like. That's absolutely fascinating. And well, it sounds a lot like some of the experiences on that people have had on like ayahuasca or something like that, ah, you know? Oh. Um, so it's interesting that you had that just laying in bed <laughs> and I guess the, 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 the pool of what you said earlier, I think was very beautiful. This idea of your body constantly telling you things, but you're not listening. Yeah. And at that point it sounded like your body was like, you know, this is it. I'm going to make you listen. This yeah. is this is now the the signal that you can't ignore. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Which is great because if I hadn't had that experience, I think I wouldn't have changed. So I think I needed to have yeah. that in order to, you know, um, to listen. <laughs> I had to hit rock bottom basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I guess that happens for many of us uh -huh. um, where real change only happens when there's basically no other option anymore, right? Because yeah, we're, we're so resistant to change. You yeah. need extra, <laughs> extra help, right? Yeah. You need to be like, you yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm curious about how for you that relates to what I would call ego attachment. Uh, I have this whole idea around ego is basically a collection of stories that we're attached to about like, you know, who we are and what we represent in the world. And very often in connecting the dots between different people's stories about how they relate to themselves, it feels like a better relationship to self often happens when people let go of the attachment or the strong attachment to those stories about who they are. And 
I'm, I'm curious if this resonates with you and if maybe in that moment of having that spiritual experience, you were able to renegotiate with yourself what that story was of, you know, who you are and what you believe about yourself. Wow, interesting, beautiful question. Um, thanks for asking it. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that who we think we are, um, a lot of it is sort of adopted, kind of, um, by something outside of ourselves, you know. And, you know, I think, I mean, for me, I know this is true, like, there's a tendency to sort of live according to those stories and according to good and bad and right and wrong. And, you know, this would be good and this wouldn't be good and these judgments and things like that. And um, I think one of the things that I realized in that experience was like, I had this radical acceptance of my path up until that point. And yeah, I made some mistakes, quote unquote, you know, whatever. But what I realized was that like, actually everything had a purpose for bringing me to this point. Even the things that I did that were, that were not good, quote unquote, like those taught me lessons. And, and part of that, that experience was going um, God or whatever you want to call that energy of love, un unconditional universal love, whatever you want to call that was understanding um, the question that Kant came back when I had made a mistake and I was looking at that memory or whatever of making a mistake was, but did you learn about love? But did you learn something? And it was always, yeah, I did learn something. I learned, don't do that again. <laughs> I learned more compassion, you know, and, um, you know, that, that hurt someone kind of thing. Um, so, but back to your question more specifically, I think um, I had another experience before this that I think relates better to this question, which is what I, what I under, who I understood that I was, was um, a personality. It was um, a set of likes and dislikes. It was a set of like ideas about who I should be. Um, and what I understood then was Oh, and feelings and thoughts and beliefs. And what I understood then was, um, you know, I am none of those things. I am something so much bigger and more transcendent than that. I am just this like bursting life force energy that cannot be contained into a physical body or defined by any of these things in the physical world. No, but I'm living this story as this character. And I've believed that I'm this character. and. Um, I'm not, <laughs> I'm just playing a role. Like I'm a, an actress or something. And I just, I'm playing the role so well that I've started to think that I'm actually the actress and the personality. And that's so weird, isn't it? Um, so yeah, I, I go back to that often because I'm like, I think it's really helpful to realize that like, I could have been a dog. I could have been my mom. I could have been, you know, the guy next door or whatever, who's totally different than me, but for some reason I decided to play this character and not that character, you know? So, um, yeah, that's, that's so beautiful. It, it reminds me of, um, a practice that I have for radical compassion, mm -hmm. 
which is something like, you know, whenever I feel myself judging others or the behavior of others, mm -hmm. I try to ask myself, wait, but if I would have been born as them, yeah. would I act differently? You know, to give an example, recently, well, earlier this year, I was struggling a lot with what was happening in Ukraine. Yeah. And, you know, hearing about the behavior of these young Russian soldiers, and I was like, how is that even possible? And I felt this judgment coming up. And then I put myself in that position. I was like, wait, but if I had been born in Russia, brought up in that system by parents who believed these things, would I act differently? Would I be like, oh, no, this is completely wrong. I shouldn't do this. Yeah. Obviously not. I would obviously believe from that perspective that what I'm doing is justified and, you know, right. Right. And... That's so strange because that that brings such a a difficult position I find in in like seeing things that you truly believe are wrong should not happen. Yes. And then understanding why people still do them. Oh yes. And yeah, yeah. totally. I I have something related to that um, that I can offer uh, because I know I have I have a really hard time with that too sometimes and. I mean, all the time. <laughs> uh, but, but actually, in that experience that I was that I had mentioned with to you, um, I had a I had a very rude awakening about that because when I, you know, I was fighting a lot with the guy that I was dating at the time, and um, in the experience, uh, I had to I had to experience his perspective as if I was him to all of my fighting. And I understood his childhood trauma. I understood like bullets coming through his his walls as a child and how that impacted his psyche. I had to see like, you know, like everything that he went through up until to get to the point where he was now at the place where he was frustrated with me and um anxious attachment and you know different things that he was going through at the time that he was really having a hard time um relating to me and um I had to be him and it, it sucked because I was like oh man but but you know <laughs> I really wanted to be right there but I'm not you know <laughs> actually everybody's right from their own perspective you know yeah that's the thing right yeah yeah yeah, yeah I hear you Beautiful. Uh, Renee, I want to kind of like switch gears here and go from this larger perspective to maybe a, a bit more concrete things. I'm, I'm curious if you have any practices or habits that help you in improving the relationship with yourself or at least maintaining it. Oh, yes. Um, so I have two practices that I do on a regular basis daily, if not, um, I mean, I try to do them daily. Um, pretty regularly, pretty, pretty regularly and consistently. So the first one is introspection. And um, I follow a spiritual path and introspection is one of the things that we are suggested to do. Not everybody does it, but it's, I've found it to be super, super helpful. Um, and so there's categories of, um, you know, basically like at the end of the day, um, I take stock of what I did that was, you know, what was a mistake basically for myself that I would have liked to have done better. It's, and it doesn't come from a place of judgment, but it comes from a place of taking inventory, basically, oh, just complete awareness. Um, 
So was I angry with someone and said something negative to them that hurt their feelings? Was I, you know, um, dishonest with someone? Was I a little bit deceitful? Did I tell like some white lies here or there? Um, did I, um, you know, uh, was I was I egotistical and like felt like I was a know-it-all or something? I have to mark that one all the time. Um, you know, different things like that. Um, was I prideful? Was I and was I like um, using my power in a certain way? So there's all these different categories, and I take stock at the end of the day. How much, you know, what things did I do? And I find it keeps me on track when I'm when I'm consistent with it. Um, it keeps me on, it keeps me accountable to myself. Um, it, in that way, also, it's not only my relationship with other people, but it's something I do for myself to be related to myself. Um, you know, it helps me understand where I'm at. You know. Do you have like a, a list I of do. stuff that you check every day? I, you do have a list. I do, Amazing. yeah. I have, there's categories. So the categories are nonviolence, truthfulness, humility, selflessness, um, um, purity, and uh, yeah, I think that's it. And then also mm -hmm. there's a category for meditation, which is going to be the second practice that I do. Yes. Meditation practice. Mm. That sounds really interesting. I've I've never heard of this before of like doing the introspection based on like a, a list of things that you check every day. That that sounds wise. I'm I'm curious about your meditation practice as well. Um do you follow a certain technique or a certain uh spiritual path there? Is is there any um guiding principle in your meditation or you just or do you just sit with yourself yeah so it's a it's a meditation on the inner light and sound of god so it's basically just you close your eyes and um you know you're looking at a point in front of you like six to eight inches in front of you basically but your eyes are closed right um and you're focused on that point and you do you know you can repeat um any name of god whether or or love or you know whatever you repeat it at intervals like a mantra basically just um a word that is calming and um at that point then you can see light in front of you and it's very very peaceful and it's the same light that i saw in my um in my spiritual experience so yeah that, that keeps it very mm. grounded connected Cool. Beautiful practices. Love it. Um, my next question would be about, well, it sounds like you have a pretty good relationship with yourself at this point. Would you say that's accurate? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah great. Mm -hmm. So I'm really curious about what is still difficult for you in how you relate to yourself? Oh, my fucking ego. I hate it so much. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it so much. It just absolutely destroys me on a regular basis. You know, it's difficult. I I I can be very reactive um, because I'm 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 a very sensitive person. I have a lot of childhood trauma and stuff like that, which I'm I'm really comfortable talking about that. Um, you know, and so I think there are things for me that trigger me that 
can bring that up. And it's frustrating because I can also observe myself doing it and I can anticipate it. But sometimes it still comes through, you know, and it's, um, you know, very, you know, it's difficult dealing with your ego. <laughs> so I, I definitely struggle with that. Yeah. that concrete enough for you what yeah well i'm i'm just i'm just curious what what kind of instances do you know will bring up those challenges for you like are there any specific interactions with a specific kind of people perhaps sure. that bring up yeah, this ego? Sure. so there's so i'm i'm really um i think i'm pretty in tune with them now because i i observe them right all the time every night i am like okay there's that one again so being misunderstood is a really frustrating one, specifically with um, anybody that follows my account will probably know this, but and r rationalist types who want to insert their opinion in response to like me expressing my truth or something um, where it's just like inappropriate and tone deaf to like, like, okay, not the time kind of thing. Um, you know, that is something I used to do myself a lot. So I'm just kind of getting it back at this point. But, um, and that's probably why it's annoying too. So that one really triggers me. Um, you know, somebody wanting to tell me their perspective when I'm talking about something sensitive or vulnerable, it's just irritating, you know, it annoys the shit out of me. Um, and then the other thing I think is um, being projected onto um, from somebody else's crap. Um, that is really irritating also <laughs> so um you know and it, i think that's another thing about being misunderstood too is like um when someone tries to apply their unresolved crap to me as if that's what i'm you know um that's who i am also is really frustrating um there's probably plenty more, but those are the two that are like top of mind. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm super curious because you, you basically said it yourself, right? And this is something I believe as well. You said something like when tone deaf people reply to things rationally and you are just sharing your truth, mm -hmm. that feels very abrasive. And then you said something like, because probably I've been doing that myself. Oh yeah, a, for a sure. Lot, right. So I, I tend to believe that the things that really annoy me or where I feel tension mm -hmm. usually point at unresolved issues inside of myself or, you know, parts of me that I haven't given enough space that are, you know, not accepted enough. Um, so I'm, I'm curious if that's, if you believe that's true as well for you. And then how are you negotiating with those parts of yourself that feel unheard or, or maybe haven't been given enough space yet? Mm, yeah, that's so good. Um, yeah, I first of all, yes, I totally agree with you. Um, the the type of therapy that I studied and practiced, body work and therapy, was polarity therapy, and the whole concept behind the, uh, polarity therapy is that everyone is your mirror. So it's like constantly seeing how everyone around you and the things you're reacting to in other people is your own unresolved shit, which is frustrating um difficult like yeah um but that's that's the reality um 
Well, I, I want to interject here and say like, yeah, it's it's difficult, but it's also, it's magical. Oh, yeah. Because it brings back the thing to your locus of control, right? You can actually do something about it. Right. If it's just other people being assholes, there's nothing you can do there. <laughs> but if it's because, if the tension beca- becomes, you know, something you can solve it within yourself, then that's yeah. such a relief. Yes, for sure. Yeah, and that's the gift too, is that um, like being able to transform whatever is frustrating into medicine basically for yourself is like mm. awesome. You know, that's, that's the ideal. I think that's the, hu- the highest human potential that we all have available to us is, is seeing it that way. Um, you know, for sure. Doesn't mean I don't struggle though. I struggle every day with that. Yes. I hear you now, of course. And I think the the struggle is not the bad part necessarily, right? For me, it feels like the struggle now, I've accepted the struggle as part of the process. Yeah. I think as long as we resist the struggle, that just creates more tension. But if we if we can relax into the struggle and then just let the struggle be and go through it, then yeah, it could bring us to a nice place. Yeah. And that's the thing. If you resist the struggle, then you're stuck. <laughs> but if you accept the struggle is your is your teacher and you accept other people as your teachers, then it becomes a lot easier. Um, that's that's something that I learned, is that everyone around me are my unpaid teachers, basically. And they're trying to show me something about myself. They're trying to offer me lessons that I need to, to get from them that only they can teach me. And if I resist, then I don't get the lesson. So it's like, you know, you're, you're, you're getting pain for no no benefit to you <laughs> at least you're gonna be in pain <laughs> take the benefit you know so yeah i get i get what you're saying yeah beautiful that's great well as we as we come to the end of this recording i feel we could talk about this so 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 much long so much longer uh-huh. but um yeah i think i will end with one of my traditional questions also um just to give you space is there any question that you would have loved to answer, but that I didn't ask you? What a sweet question. Oh my God. Hmm. I don't think I can think of it. I, I think you've been such a, you've been such a graceful, wonderful host. I'm just so appreciative that we got to talk. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's really touching. <laughs> That's beautiful. Um, hmm. Is there anything else I would like to know? Yes. Um, I'm curious how you think about completion as a concept. And what I mean with that is something like you're working on your relationship to yourself. Yeah. Do you believe there is a point at which you will have finished working on your relationship with yourself? As in, you know, (laughs) you've reached a state where like everything is kind of okay. All of the tensions are gone. You don't get triggered anymore. And if you believe that is possible, what would that look like according to you? Well, that's such a good question. I think um, I'd be curious to hear your answer. Um, But my (laughs) answer is um, the struggle of being human is that constant striving for that. And I think for me, and probably unless you're a saint, we're never done. (laughs) That's that's what I believe. and I've come to see that through my introspection too. It's like, I used to think self-improvement was the way, you know, I was, I was all about improving myself and 
you know, getting to the end. And in the process of working on that really hard for a really long time, I came to realize that I was mostly beating myself up and I was doing self-improvement, um, not knowing that was actually a lot of self-judgment and self-hate from a lot of internalized crap from the past of other people telling me you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. And so I think um, what I came to realize is that the best that I can get to is awareness with no judgment and total acceptance of mm. myself. So anything that I am... People can't see this, but I'm, I'm clapping right now. <laughs> so anything that I'm being, whether I'm being, you know, angry, whether I'm being aggressive, whether I'm being all of this stuff at the end of the day, the most important thing that I can do for myself and my relationship to myself is to look at it with awareness, understand myself, validate why I had those feelings, understand that I want to be different, but maybe I'm not there yet and let it be, let myself be who I am and accept where I am currently. Beautiful, beautiful words to end this recording. Renee, thank you so much. It's been wonderful to have you. Thank you so much. It was really nice to talk to you. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Is there, uh, well, obviously, I usually ask people, you know, where can people follow you or find you? In this case, it's obviously Twitter. Yes. So I'm going to post your Twitter handle um, in the notes so that people can find you there. Is there any other place where maybe you write about things or where people can follow you? Um, I'm thinking about starting a blog, but I haven't gotten there yet. But if I do, I'll put it on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great idea. Wonderful. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you, Renee. Have a wonderful day or evening or whatever it is for you. (laughs) Ciao. If you've enjoyed this conversation, please subscribe to the podcast. You can also read more of my thoughts on Twitter. I will post a link in the description. And if you are interested in improving your relationship with yourself, please subscribe to my email list at relatingtoself.com. I will then send you meditations, rituals, practices, and more of these beautiful conversations. Thanks 